What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition, a very exciting edition of the Around the League podcast. I'm Ryan. And I'm Jake. NBA Finals are finally here. Um, first game is Wednesday, 9 p.m. Our Miami Heat, yes, Jake and I, our team, the Miami Heat, uh, closed out the Boston Celtics in game six to face the L.A. Lakers, who closed out the Denver Nuggets in five games. Um, so it's going to be Heat versus Lakers. I think a, a finals matchup that many people would have wanted if it wasn't in quarantine just because of, you know, getting to go to L.A. and Miami and traveling back and forth, or reporters, and just, you know, it would have been a very high-profile finals if, you know, this was normal circumstances and we were doing this back in June. Um, but instead, we are, we're there in a bubble. And uh, we're going to get some good basketball. So uh, let's jump right into it. I mean, I think for the Lakers, most people would have expected them to be here to this point. Obviously, it was either them or the Clippers coming out of the West. The Clippers lost to the Nuggets. And by default, I guess the Lakers advanced. Uh, congrats also. I just want to real quick to the Nuggets. Just an amazing, amazing season that they had. And, and I think for years to come, you're going to see them be a threat in the West. Um, and then the Heat. I mean, listen. <laughs> um god I'll, I'll be honest for you guys listening and i think i think a lot of you who are listening are probably heat fans um or somehow connected to something in miami if you guys are not well you guys know how, how much we talk about the heat on this podcast and and to be honest i don't think neither of us would have you know he would have told us exactly a year ago when training camp started obviously we didn't even have this podcast set up yet i don't even you know we kind of started thinking about doing a podcast about a year ago but um, that's crazy that it's almost been a year that we started this podcast but that's besides the point um that this team would be in the finals i think that we had higher expectations than most outside of miami um you know you look back a year ago people weren't even picking the heat to make the playoffs i don't know how you know, East, that is not that, you know, you see now, you know, there's about six seeds and then it drops off after that. Next year, there'll probably be seven seeds, maybe six seeds. It depends that are, you know, definite playoff teams. Um, I don't know how the Heat kind of fell into that. You know, they might not even make the playoffs. I think more people were upset just that Jimmy Butler left the Sixers than anything. But here we are. Um, you know, so with that, with all that being said, how the Lakers got here, how the Heat got here, you know, underdogs, favorites. Um, of course, the Heat are major underdogs. What else is new? And and I think they're they like that. They're gonna embrace that. Jake, I won't ask for a prediction yet. I'm gonna wait a little later. But but tell me, okay. you know, what are your thoughts? Just right off the bat, you know, because I, I, I know. Listen, we're gonna try to keep our emotions, you know, so that way it's not so pro Heat. But at the same time. We're just like any other human being. We're not paid reporters, so we don't need to keep our, you know, biased, you know, hit, hidden. We're, we're going to be biased. I'm sorry. You're going to hear Jake be biased. You're going to hear me be biased. But at the same time, we're going to give both teams a fair shot. But go ahead, Jake. Go. Yeah, uh, as far as this matchup, uh, a matchup that really, if you look at it um, from the beginning of the season, no one would have thought that, uh, of course, you got the Lakers where – it was, uh, I feel like it was inevitable as, as soon as the Nuggets um, took down the Clippers that the Lakers gonna, were going to advance no matter what. Um, but looking back at the beginning of the season, you didn't know if the Lakers were going to get all the way. Um, as, bubble, as the bubble progressed, then you, you sort of suspected it. But as far as the Heat, I want to cover the Heat real quick. I know we've done this a lot uh, throughout the pod, but it's just such a – Cinderella story, I guess, if you want to call it. It's just a, a team full of underdogs and guys that have chips on their shoulder. You heard Bam at Abayo in the, in the post-game uh, celebration trophy pre presentation. But it really is just a team of underdogs. Um, you have guys that uh, – and I was just reading something today on, on social media. Uh, found it actually kind of funny, which uh, I think J.J. Reddick's podcast is part of the ringer, but I, I saw – a text message from Duncan Robinson that he sent to uh, one of the guys that works for the ringer, I guess, and just said that, Hey, you know, my college career is kind of wrapping up. I'd like to work for uh, the ringer. 
And I think that's at the time period yeah, when I he saw, did that. I, I, I saw that too. I think that was about three years ago now uh, when he didn't think he was probably going to make an NBA and his basketball career was coming to an end and he was majoring in sports media. Yeah, so we take that. Um, again, we're not, we're not going in order here, but you have Duncan Robinson who w- went D3, then went to Michigan and went undrafted. The Heat picked him up. Uh, and now you see where that's gotten them, right? You have Jimmy Butler, who uh, who we're more familiar with as a basketball player than Duncan Robinson, but he, you know, his story is 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 popularized in the fact that he was homeless. Uh, you know, sort of went through the, uh, you know, wasn't highly recruited. Went to Tyler Junior College, then went to Marquette, and what wasn't even was pretty slept on coming into the league too. Uh, and then you have the, the teams and as, as so far as the T-Wolves and the Sixers, and it goes so on and so on. You know what happened with those teams? He finds his, his, uh, his destination with the Heat. And, and just so many other players. You have Bam and Abayo, which we can get into his story. I'm not going to go through the, line, through, the, through the list and describe each and every one, but you know what the Heat are made of, and they've showed in, in this series. Um, I did think that there was a lot of times where I thought Boston was going to take that series. But then again, I think that if you look at the games closely, um, it just comes down to the fact that the Heat and Boston play evenly in a lot of different uh, in a lot of different areas. But then again, it, it it always comes down to can are you able to close out a game? It's not how you start; it's how you finish. And the Heat were able to finish. Um, I, I I've always said this that I think if the Heat, it doesn't matter who we play, and I'll even say for this series with the Lakers and the Heat, it doesn't matter who we play. Um, I think that I will say the Lakers are a different animal because of the, the guys they have on their team. I feel like they can close down the stretch, but I'm giving the heat a lot, you know, a good percentage of a chance to, to win the game. If we're within five points heading into the fourth quarter, I feel like we can close um, games with the best of them and we can compete with the best of them. And that's what I expect to see out of this series um, with the Lakers and the Heat, which I'll get into my thoughts. We can get into the the thoughts about that series. But uh, I feel like we should talk more about the Heat just because this wasn't expected um, as far as as what the Lakers bring to the table. Yeah, and and real quick, and I texted in a group chat actually that you're in, Jake. Back in December, the Heat and – because real quick, Lakers won both meetings – I know, you know, we're going to kind of get more in now to the to the analysis of the series and stuff. Lakers did win both meetings, but both one meeting was all the way back last November. It was like game six of the season. Other meeting was on ESPN uh, in Miami. I remember like in December and it was actually our fourth episode. And that was our main focus of the episode. And, and the title of the episode actually was potential final matchup finals matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what I was thinking, because if you guys don't know, you know, I kind of make the titles of the episode that you know jake well you were stuff, obviously but... you were obviously thinking right at the time and, and and i even remember you jake and i don't know if you remember this you kind of looked at me like come on like like get a better title for it uh, you said something to that effect i'm like hey you never know like like crazier things have happened and here we are uh, that's what what are we now nine months later ten months later um and we have a heat lakers final that listen we'll do our part and really cover the heat because I know nationally um, the heat are not going to be covered. Uh, I'm, I'm going to vent here for a second. Like I've kind of been doing throughout this episode, it seems like in a way, um, even if you watch NBA countdown before yesterday's game, it was an NBA countdown. It was Celtics countdown. It was basically a Celtics pregame show. Um, I know you have Paul, I know they have Paul Pierce on, you know, who's a, who's a, I don't, I don't even consider him an analyst because he, he's just, there's no, he can't analyze basketball for his life but you know he's on the show as a personality they have Jalen Rose Jay Williams host Maria Taylor um and and they do a, they do a decent job but you know they weren't even talking about the heat and if they did uh they shitted on the heat for for I only watched 20 minutes of I think the hour-long uh pregame for all those 20 minutes and I even think before that uh someone texted me saying you know will they even talk about the heat at all so um we're going to be heat covered here. You know, we're basically turning into heat podcast. I'm not afraid to say it. I don't even think, you know, I know it's kind of known between the two of us, Jake. We didn't even need to say anything. We're basically going to cover the heat more than anything. Um, but it's well-deserved. 
like you said, all these players have had something that, you know, they've been doubted in some way. Um, and, and that's, you know, they, they, they carry that on their shoulder. And guess what? You're going to have everyone and their mom, and maybe even you or I pick the Lakers in this series. Um, you know, I need to pick with my head, not my heart. But it doesn't phase this team one bit. Uh, they're not they're not scared. They're not phased. Uh, you know, I think now more than ever, people are realizing they're built for this. They're built for this bubble. And it's just, it, it, to me, it's amazing. Um, I was so happy, you know, just as a fan, just to see, you know, what, as a Heat fan, you know, it's not like we, you know, won 10, 15 games a year over the past six years. No, you know, the Heat have been consistently, you know, trying to get in the playoffs. They made the playoffs a couple of times um, over the past couple of years, but nothing special, no championship level teams. Uh, I think back in 2015-16, they had a team that was, you know, a little better than this team probably. And then Chris Bosch got his, you know, career-ending injury and, and stuff like that happened. They got to the second round and lost in seven to the Raptors. Um, but besides that, they really haven't had a team. And to see this team go this far, it's just, um, it's amazing to me. But on the flip side, you, you know, the storyline now is, and, and listen, if you don't think that, that the Heat are thinking this and that Pat Riley's thinking this, this is the sweetest matchup they could have ever gotten. Pat Riley loves this matchup that he gets to face LeBron James. And if they can win this finals, LeBron will never hear the end of it from, from Heat fans because they will say, look at what you left, even though it's six years later, we finally got payback. Um, Pat Riley, even though, you know, now he says he's all good with the decision. And, and you can speak on this too, Jake. I mean, I don't think he is. He's the ulti- Pat Riley's the ultimate competitor, even though really he's not coaching and he's not playing, but he he wants this just as bad as as any of the players. And um, shout out to Eric Spolster also. I mean, just and and, and listen, the job because I'm I'm fan number one to say this. The job's not finished. Um, just because they got this far doesn't mean you know let's pack it up and and celebrate the season. And and who cares if we win the finals or if they win the finals? They still have four more games to win. And and as a Heat fan, I'm expecting them to win those four games. Um, you know, I don't know. Do you feel the same way? I mean, this is not, you know, I know, you know, casual Heat fans and, and there are those because in Miami, it's, you know, I, I'm not in Miami anymore. But, uh, you know, I saw in the news and stuff in Miami news, um, you know, people going in the streets with the pots and pans and the classic stuff. But half those people couldn't even name five people in the Heat. So, you know, for, for the real Heat fans, and I know you and I are. You know, we're expecting still a, a, a competitive series and, and, you know, let's not just wrap it up and celebrate the season we had, right? Yeah, I think that there's there's still um, work to be done um, to to quote um, and properly quote the, the late great Kobe Bryant, job's not finished, right? So uh, I think that, listen, I, I think we do have to just, and again, I, I was watching it last night. I'm not saying that uh, an Eastern Conference championship is much like a finals uh, championship, but it, it seemed like a finals championship last night to me. I mean, it was just uh, there was a bunch of emotions that were running through my mind um, and running through me. It's just it's an incredible time to be a Heat fan. I think that I, I want to give the, the the Lakers all the credit that they uh, that they deserve to to be in this position that they're in now, but I mean, I just keep going back to the Heat because you just think about the position. Because remember, with the Lakers, this was something that was, it was championship or bust. I mean, it still is. But this, yeah. But remember, this was also something with their roster implementation and whatnot. This was something that was intent, uh, you know, intended. With the Heat, you look back even a season ago, and you look back to even this year when they had contracts with James Johnson, Dion Waiters. Uh, having to give up uh, young pieces like Justice Winslow, Josh Richardson to get, um, again, to, team, I mean, yeah. to get this whole team. Yeah, and it's just like there, there's so much uh, uncertainty when you make all those different moves um, and you had the cap space. I mean, even right now, I mean, obviously it doesn't matter now, 
But back then, I mean, it was atrocious. You had Hassan Whiteside last last summer. Just last summer, you had Hassan Whiteside, which, in my opinion, has one of the worst um, contracts you could have. Um, and you have to – Pat Riley's dealt with this – all these different uh, scenarios to go about this and to get out of this hole. And you end up finding uh, a gem mine pretty much with all your young players and Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn. Uh, there's just – there's not a lot to um, there's just not enough words to express just how incredible that is to be able to uh, dig yourself out of a hole and make something great out of it in just under a year. Um, yeah, no, or if you want to say, well, technically it's over a year, but, over if, a without, year the, now, but... without, without the bubble, it would be, it would be less than a year. Yeah. So if we're talking ideal time, then it would be less than a year, which is pretty incredible. As far as the Lakers, I would talk great about them and, and we'll talk more about them when we get into the um, what we think about this series. Well, well, but let, but let, it was intended, like like yeah, they well, were let, expected get, to be here. Let's get into that now, um, because you look and, and it's funny you mentioned JJ Reddick's podcast because I just watched a, a little clip of it right before we came on here. It was like a ten minute clip, and they were talking about the finals preview with or, Duncan. You know, but not not even with Duncan. It was just oh, okay. uh, JJ Reddick and and his co host. I, I don't know his name. I'm so sorry. Uh, great podcast. Uh, Tommy, old, Tommy. Old men of uh, N3. Tommy, yeah, and Tommy. Um, thank you. And JJ Reddick said something that really stuck out to me because you look at this series and the Lakers obviously have the two best players in this series. They have Anthony Davis and LeBron James. But after that, the next, you can argue, five players, the best five players are on the Heat. You have Jimmy Butler, you have Bam Adebayo, you have Goran Dragic, you have Tyler Hero, mm-hmm. and you have Duncan Robinson. You can argue that those five players are better than any player on the Lakers besides LeBron and and uh, AD. Um, he didn't yeah. mention, you know, he he just kind of started mentioning off players. He didn't say, you know, these specific five, but I'm giving you five players. And if Jay Crowder can can elevate his, you know, um, you know, obviously I think he came back down to earth because since he's been on the Heat, he's been shooting incredible percentages now in the Eastern Conference Finals. I think he shot like 25 percent from from downtown and, and, you know, the Heat are going to need him to pick it back up uh, in order for them to win this series. But listen, I think you're not going to be able, if you're the Heat, um, to stop LeBron and AD. You can try to slow them down, but I think the key is, is how you defend the others. You know, I, I took that term from Shaq and I use it a lot on this podcast and how, how you know, you can control Rondo, because I think Rondo is a real X factor. I think he is the X factor for that um, Laker team, because if he can play and, and, get, and if he can, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten assist in this series, average that, it, it, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't know if the Heat can win, but if they can, you know, if basically if, if you can slow down LeBron and AD and then kind of just, the, you know, the others on the Lakers just kind of, you know, make sure none of them have a have a big game, you know, you know, if that's Kuzma going for 20, if that's KCP going for 20, if that's Rondo, you know, getting a 10 and 10 double double um, stuff like that. I think you can really control them. I think also it'll be interesting to see how Eric Spolster plays this with the Lakers being so big. Does he, you know, does Kelly Olenek, does Myers Leonard, who hasn't been playing and and I think um, the reason Myers Leonard has been playing, I think he's still injured uh, from all the way back before the bubble. He didn't rehab properly. And I think there's a major reason as if you're a Heat fan, you know, Myers was a key part in the regular season, hasn't played in the playoffs at all, basically. Um, so I, I think there's a lot of, of keys here. Um, but also I think that, you know, Jimmy Butler said it himself, the Heat are going to need to play pretty perfect basketball in order to beat this Laker team. But at the same time, it's not impossible. Um, I think that, also, I don't know if the Heat go to what they did to stop Giannis in terms of trying to stop LeBron. The difference is, is there's Anthony Davis right there, too. So you can't, you know, build that wall, but you can in a sense. Um, also, the Heat have, since 2013, 2014, two of the top perimeter or two of the top LeBron stoppers, if you will call them, in, in uh, uh, Jimmy Butler and Jay Crowder, who have held LeBron to, I think, 41 and 42 percent. That's second. If we want to be... Milk. Yeah, if we want to be fair, too, you can add Iggy to, to that list, too. Yeah, you can add Iggy. But, you know, I'm talking, you know, statistically, besides Draymond Green, Jimmy Butler and Jay Crowder are the two best defenders on Jimmy, uh, on, excuse me, LeBron James. 
Um, and then for the Lakers, I mean, or I'll get, let, let's, I'll let you go and what, you know, on yeah. the heat, what, what are, you know, kind of just keys and, and basically what I just said, um, I know you probably agree with a lot what I said, but whatever you want to add yeah. and more. I, I think we can pretty much just go down the line. We could take turns just saying, cause I have one key. I just want to point out real quick. Then I'll let you take over here. No, 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 um, no. Keep going. Go, go, go. Yeah. I, I think that the main thing I look at when it comes to this series is, um, I think you can't discredit that the Lakers are you're going from a very yeah you're going from a very small uh, relatively small team um, because remember and why I think that and I've never really understood why Spo didn't play Myers Leonard because especially when Ennis Kanter came in I know Bam was on the bench I think and yeah well okay well yeah. And, I'll let well, you make your point, but but let me let me because exp- I'll explain it to you real quick, and, and yeah, I'll let well, you because I, I know I'm kind of taking over, but um, I think because you don't want you listen, you want to play, you you want to play up with your opponent and match up with them, but you don't want to do it to a disadvantage. Um, it's just like the Celtics, you know, people are you know why isn't Ennis Kanter playing more minutes? Why isn't he do well because you're he can he can go and dominate like you saw him do for, for six, seven minutes in a game. But after that, sooner or later, he's not going to be that dominant anymore. And then it just hurts you that he's on the floor because the Heat are putting him in pick and rolls on the defensive end. He can't switch, stuff like that. So it's just like with the Heat, you can put Myers Leonard and play. Kelly Olynyk still, he's kind of dropped out of the rotation later in series, especially this Eastern Conference Finals. But you don't you can put them in to, for size, but you don't want to hinder your own progress and you want to make the other team match up to you. You saw the Lakers do it with the Rockets, where they, you know, didn't play Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee. Um, I mean, it, obviously, it still worked for them. They beat them in five. I think this Heat team is a little bit more talented than that Rockets team, uh, just in terms of team basketball and stuff and, and how s- sound basketball they play. But, I mean, you understand with what I'm saying, kind of? I mean, eh, I, I, I still do think that, I mean, you got to take uh, – I guess you got to you got to take hits and misses, right? So for Ennis Kanter, I understand what you're talking about when you when you uh, reference the defensive end of the floor. Again, you're going to have on the other end, you're going to have, or on both ends, you're going to have the rebounding. You're going to have a guy that's a um, as far as a post matchup for for the Heat, it's going to be a nightmare, and that's that's what was showcased in um, especially. I, I don't think he was played in a lot of those games uh, more towards the end of the series um, as we saw him. Um, and obviously when you're down three, one in the Boston uh, with the Boston Celtics, you know, you're willing to really try anything you can. Um, so, but then again, I, I really don't understand because if that's the case, you can have, I, I've said this over and over. I love Duncan Robinson on the offensive end, but on the defensive end, uh, he's a liability. And you see that in the start of games where they try to go to Jalen Brown early on in the post, and they try to one-on-one ISO him, uh, and that ends up backfiring in, in, uh, in the face of Eric Spolstra in the heat because you have Duncan Robinson, a guy who's very important on the offensive end um, in terms of starting games where he, he can just, you know, I, I love the, you know, the Duncan Robinson boost where he, he'll hit like three threes coming off of uh, um, handoffs from Bam. And he'll he yeah. can hit those, but on the on the other end, it's it's a liability. So you take your hits and your misses, um, but I think you you do the same. And I, I want to reference Myers Leonard in this series. I think you do the same thing with the Lakers. I think you put him in more in this series because the Lakers are a physically imposing team, a big team, and you're going to need a, a guy like Myers Leonard in there. Um, now again, I think that it's a mistake that. Spo hasn't played him because now you're going to be th- if you do throw him into a series, it's going to be in the finals against the Lakers, um, and he hasn't really had too many too many reps or too many yeah. minutes um, again, in prior I'll, series. I'll, I'll come, I'll come back with a rebuttal to that. This Heat team, it this is not your typical um, bench player that hasn't played. You throw him in and he's kind of lost in the fire. Every single player in this team. And I know a non-Heat fan, you don't even know some of these names. KZ Opelka, uh, uh, Gabe Vincent, Kyle Anderson, guys like that. They are literally already. Now, do I trust the three guys that I just named who are rookies and have never really played before? No. 
but Myers Leonard is staying ready. That's the thing. He, he is, he is practicing. He, I mean, he, they are every person on, even if you were to throw Udonis Haslam on the court for a 10 minute spurt, I trust UD to play and, and give me valuable minutes. Um, so I think that as much as it's a concern, I, I think Myers Leonard will end up seeing some floor time in this series. I don't know if it's going to be game one, um, because I think game one, you're going to see a lot of feeling out from these two teams. I don't think you're going to see Eric Spolstra throw the bag in game one and then show, you know, especially LeBron who, who is a basketball savant and, and just so smart um, and, and can process uh, basketball so fast, especially in a game and, and, and adjust and stuff. And also Frank Vogel, who, who, you know, he, the, you know, Eric Spoelstra has coached against him in numerous big matchups when Indian and uh, the Heat back six, seven, eight years ago were in the conference finals and stuff. Yeah, that's um, a good. He's point. also, you know, he's a good basketball mind. Uh, you have a lot. You, uh, you have a lot of good basketball minds. Um, so I think that it's going to be real interesting to see that that cross matchup because who knows? Maybe maybe the Heat and this goes now, and I know you might not be done. Real quick is. Mm this goes into the Lakers and how can they stop the perimeter shooting of the heat? Because listen, the heat, the past two or three games, uh, I think they kind of picked it back up in this game six that they just won, but their shooting wasn't all there. Um, but they're not, that's not going to be for a whole series. I'm sorry to say, uh, how can they stop Duncan Robinson? How can they stop, uh, uh Tyler hero? How can they stop, uh, all these guys who, who, um, they have that can shoot the lights out of the, uh, the place. Um, it's going to be interesting, I think, for the Lakers because do you force the Lakers' hand and say, hey, guess what? You're not going to be able to play Dwight Howard. You're not going to be able to play JaVale McGee that much. And then all of a sudden for the Heat, you're looking at that like, okay, now, you know, they're kind of playing our game. They still have AD on the court because AD, you know, he can guard anyone. Uh, you're still going to have LeBron on the court. So, you, I mean, those two guys are still going to be there. But now all of a sudden it's kind of like, okay, you don't need to worry that much about the interior and being dominated on the boards. Um I don't know. It's just, it's a, it's, this is a fascinating uh, matchup to, to analyze just because there's so much that can go either way. Well, you do have to worry about the Lakers um, in terms of, I mean, let's not be remiss and say that you know, Dwight Howard was definitely a, a key contributor um, in limiting Nikola Jokic in the past series. Yeah. Um, and being an energizer, and even to the point where Frank Vogel said you could start. So, but, but the, the the nugget, what I'm what I'm trying to get across is the Nuggets are are a bigger team. You, what I'm saying is is because the the Heat are not like the Rockets in terms of that small of small ball. But you okay. look and all of a sudden you're only playing because because right now Eric Spoelstra has really confined it to seven guys who he really really trusts. Um, you you have your five starters and Bam, Jay Crowder, Jimmy. Uh, Duncan and Goron, and then you have the two off the bench and Andre Iguodala and Tyler Hero. After mm. that, it's kind of like, okay, you don't know who Eric Spolster is going to throw into the game. It could be Derek Jones Jr., who I think will also be a key in this series because he can come in and give you defensive spurts. Mm. Um, and, and if he needs to pick up two or three fouls, it's okay because he can go right back to the bench. Um, but for the Lakers, I think it's how many minutes before you feel that you're – when you have Dwight on the court and Jarrell McGee on the court and the Heat are running these pick-and-rolls um, – how long before you feel, okay, I need to get them out because I'm giving up wide open shots and, and I, I can't switch onto this guy and stuff like that. I think that's where the key comes in. But then again, for the heat, it's like you said, and like you pointed out, okay, on the, on the other end of the floor, you know, or even on the defensive end of the floor, I can't even get offensive rebounds because these guys are in the paint. Um, and I don't have anyone to match up with them because Dwight Howard, well, even though he's 400 years old, he's still showing that he's a quality big man in this league. Right. I think that you see, and I don't think a lot of the coaches um, in these playoffs, I think they, they stay true to, to their identity, right? And with yeah, Brad Stevens, exactly. we, just, we just saw Brad Stevens and Eric Spolstra. Uh, we mentioned the big man with Ennis Kanter and Myers Leonard. I keep referencing that, but that mm -hmm. has to do a lot with staying true to themselves and their identity um, and matching up with each other. I think that they don't want to um, – they want the benefits to be high enough, but they also don't want to want to make sure that they don't um, they don't they don't do things to to make them lose the game. Um, so you kind of want to balance that. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers 
go small. I, I don't know how they would do that. Um, I would suppose that maybe they go a lineup of Alex Caruso has been great defensively. So maybe you throw him in there. You have uh, LeBron, Marcus Morris um, for, for some small ball type of um, type of basketball. Uh, again, I don't know. I guess, I guess there are small balls with AD, I think, when they run AD at the five. Um, I just don't, again, I, I don't really know how you run small ball with the Lakers. And you have KCP, I guess, with the back, in the back with Caruso. Um, or you'll, you'll put Rondo in there to facilitate. Um, again, you, you do have LeBron James out there as well. Uh, but, again, I, I think that, and, and I want to, I've been trying to get to this point for a little bit now. I think that the main key in this, we talked about, um, how big Bam and Abayo has been in these um, series. We talk about, uh, forget that there was a wall with Giannis. We, we understand that there was, but Bam and Abayo was one of the big reasons why Giannis was um, held to a degree. I'm not going to say that, that obviously, you know, uh, big time players um, do big time things. And it's, it's kind of uh, inevitable in the fact that he's going to score at least 20, but to, to help to hold him, and if you're going to hold him, you also hold their whole entire office, and you saw that with Milwaukee. Um, and then you look at the Boston series, and him just flat out taking over, taking uh, responsibility for uh, what he did in Game Five, which again, it's 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 totally fine from Bam, um, but he owned up to it, and that's the good news. And he was able to perform 32 and 14 last night. If if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. No, yeah, um, no. And, and also, you need to add in there the, the five assists. I mean, he, he's yeah, putting Andy, up. Andy, Bam Bio yeah. is a star in this league. I don't care what anyone says. He has now uh, he's earned his role as a star. The Heat have two stars. The Lakers right. have two superstars. Yeah. The Heat have two stars. So that's, you know, I, yeah. I want to make that clear. Yeah, and, and he also got to the free throw line um, a lot last night, too, in a multitude of ways off the dribble. Um, He hit one over Tice where he got – um, mm-hmm. where he got a and one on that. Um, so he also, you know, has a gift in able, uh, being able to take defenders off the dribble as your five and being able to get to the line. Um, but getting back to my point, I think that, uh, I think that Bam and Abayo, I, I mentioned that he'd have to be the key in the, in the Boston series. I originally picked Tyler hero, which that was evident in game four where he dropped 37. Mm-hmm. But then I look at Bam and Abayo and, Mid-series, I know we did a pod, and I had said that I switched to Bam Adebayo as the player that is going to be the key for the Heat. And I ended up being right. I think down the stretch, he was super important. Um, and if you don't believe me, just look at Game 6. But <laughs> Look at look at the game, fourth quarter of Game 6. Bam Adebayo, right. you, you would never think he's a center. You would think he was a small forward or shooting guard, the way he took over that game, in terms of bringing the ball up, passing, score, driving, I mean, just everything. Yeah, so I, I think my point is, as far as the Lakers and Heat series, I think Bam and Abayo is going to be a really big key. I think on both ends of the floor, and um, and again, I'm not going to – I think he's he's done enough to to uh, to really make us, uh, you know, believe, yeah. or believe that he's a, a real – you know, he really, really does belong in this league, and, and um, he's really up there um, in terms yeah, no. of um, the caliber of a player he is. But I, I just think that – He's going to be important on both sides of the ball because in this series you have, Anthony, yeah, he has Anthony Davis on one side, um, so he's going to have to. Again, I think I do feel like it's an easier matchup than Giannis is because then, then again, Giannis, uh, Giannis, you also have to build a wall for, but that's a guy that's coming at you full force in terms of AD. He's tough to guard, um, especially in the post, but it's not like he's going to be coming right at you. Um, he's going to be a lot more. Um, I guess no. a lot more smart with with his body and sort of like uh, you know try to get you to bite for some fakes or um, you know uh, spin off the post and try to get to the cup. He's going to do a lot of things to try and catch you off guard. Um, he's going to make some tough shots, but I think Bam and Abayo can make it difficult for him. Not not like a lot of other f- defenders can. I think Bam and Abayo could do do the best job that we'll see all postseason and all season maybe. Um, and that's kind of my prediction when it comes to that matchup. I do feel like AD is going to have a hell of a series still. Um, and then on the other end, it's interesting because on the offensive end, Bam Adebayo is going to be someone that we can on uh, out of anyone on the Heat's offense because in the last series you had Daniel 
Tice, who honestly I didn't even really want in the game at that point because I'm like, Brad, why are you playing this guy? He can't guard Bam. And when they come to help over, you know, sometimes it's not Tice's fault. Sometimes yeah, they just by, don't. Jake, by, by the way, there was supposedly an anonymous scout who said Bam and Daniel Tice were even coming into this series, that it was a wash. Just, okay. just for, for people to, th- to throw that out there. I don't know if you felt that way watching this series, that Bam Adebayo and Daniel Tice are the same level. No, uh, I didn't. I didn't think so. Uh, yeah, no, I, I didn't think so either. I just wanted to throw that in. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a bit. Uh, <laughs> I think that's a bit ridiculous. Yeah. Um, um, I think that. Uh, I think that uh, Daniel Tice, as you look at the series, I, I just don't think he was a match um, for Bam. Uh, as much as I'd like to give him his credit, I, I can't. Um, and the help that came over um, from the Celtics, uh, you know, sometimes there wasn't any, and you had stretches where. Bam was getting, uh, and I know I'm talking about last series, but I'm just trying to reference it in terms of the Lakers series. Um, yeah, no, but you, you had a bunch of you had a bunch of times where Bam would just, you know, get easy cuts off ball, get, um, well, you know, easy cuts off the off, uh, you know, set a pick and then dive to the rim, get a, uh, you know, get a pass and and dunk it. I mean, there was just stretches where that's all he was doing in the in the. The Celtics just couldn't do anything about it. They had the the perimeter shooters the, locked up, but they couldn't do anything. The about difference them. is the difference is is Anthony Davis will be guarding him. Anthony Davis arguably could have been the defensive player of the year. I think it will be very interesting. I think this for Bam is a big test offensively. Well, that was yes, that was yeah. my point. Yeah. yeah, no, no, yeah, so yeah, sorry. I mean, also when you finish your point, or if you are, I guess you can say you have a prediction. I mean, we're not wrapping the episode, but kind of just we've said all of this. You have a pre- I mean, with all of this being said, what is your what is your prediction for this series? Right. I think I, I since you, you are making me do a prediction, I have to do it. Um, this, is so, what, this is what we this is what we have a podcast yeah, for. We should yeah, have, it's tough for me too. yeah, we should we should sign a contract about the predictions, because honestly, sometimes I, I don't feel like doing them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> especially in this, especially in this postseason, it's tough. Um, I, I do have to say, I, I, uh, I, I do have to say, Lakers in seven because here's my here's my thing. Okay, I think that I, if I the Lakers, the... if the Lakers don't win this series, let me just tell you, LeBron's going to be put on blast, not only by Heat fans, but I think by anyone that follows basketball because you he, got he all won't. this way. He won't. You want to know why? And, and it kind of goes to, to a point I was going to make later. There's a narrative out there. And, and you want to talk about narratives, because I know we did it last episode, and LeBron tried to, you know, there's a narrative against me. He, he, that's basically what he tried to do. There's a narrative. If the, La- if the Lakers win this championship, it's the most validated championship of all time. If the Heat win this championship, this championship doesn't count. It was a wash season. The season was all messed up. It, LeBron losing this doesn't even really count. That's the narrative that's out there. As much as there's going to be people to call LeBron out, and guess what? If the Heat win this championship, and you're a Laker fan that listens to this, just be ready. Um, be ready. Yeah, uh, be ready. Um, but also, it's a lot of people are going to say, well, you know, they were in a bubble. It doesn't count. Um, the Heat would have done, wouldn't have been able to do this because they wouldn't have been able to win in Staples at this, that. Whatever you want to do, so that that's really where where I think um, that's my opinion on it. I don't know. You agree? Dis- I mean, I, it's not agree disagree. You, you know that's going to happen, right? Yeah. Again, I, I think that um, I think that there's a lot pointing to the narrative, like you said. Um, just to add to that, uh, they're doing it for Kobe. I think that's that's also again that's that's a. Uh, that's something that's bigger than basketball, um, of course, but you have that writing for them. Um, and I think that they're determined than ever to do that. Uh, and then you just have the same, the, the same uh, fact that, uh, that this is LeBron James we're talking about. And he hasn't been, uh, he, he's had his up, ups and downs in the finals. And, um, and this could be one of those downs, or it could be a, a really nice, uh, Again, here's the thing with me. I, I just LeBron James, if they win this, um, I think it's it's a given. But I also think you don't go through the Clippers, which could. I don't see how that could benefit you, um, even if you win it, because um, you weren't able to go up against um, 
again, now, were they 100% when they were going up against the Nuggets? No, Kawhi was, uh, was not good in the, in the, especially in the, in the, in the latter half of that series. And then you have Paul George that just wasn't Paul George um, throughout the whole entire playoffs. So you have to take that into, into consideration, the fact that you didn't go up against the Clippers. Uh, so you didn't go up against the perceived favorites. And if, they're, if they lose this series, not only did you not, not go up against them, but you also just lost to a Heat team that you were expected to, to beat. Make the playoffs. Yeah, you were expected to, uh, or that too, um, if you really want to get technical. So you have a Heat team that I don't care. Listen, if it goes seven games and the Heat up end up winning, okay. But if it goes five, six, and they lose in six, the Lakers lose in six, I don't think there's going to be, again, in my mind, again, I don't know what other people think. That's up to them. But in my mind, I, I don't have much forgiveness for the Lakers. I think that, um, that it's inexcusable if yeah. as, as perceived favorites, it's, you know, you're talking about AD LeBron. And well, again, there's, there's yeah. discussions about, you know, whether LeBron and AD are the, that's the best teammate that LeBron's ever had. And you gotta, again, but, but then again, I, we've well, seen said, LeBron, I, but, but I said let this me just say something. Episode. No, no, go, go, go. Let me just say something. But we, then again, that he could very much win the series. I'll say Lakers in seven with the fact that what I say every series and the fact that the Heat can very much get this series. But if you look at uh, flashbacks or other times here with LeBron in, in the first years on, on his team, he lost in Miami the first year. He lost with Cleveland his first year. And now he has well, the I, Lakers where, yeah, again, I, I in, he, in a very – in a very, you know, spread out season where this is sort of unorthodox, who knows what can happen. So I, I don't, I don't count the the heat out by any means. Um, I watched Stephen A last night and I agree with a lot that he said he was with, uh, he was with some dude from ESPN. I, I don't know his yeah, name. I, I, know who, oh God, I, I watched it also. Um, I've been, I I've been thinking, said. yeah, I, I've been thinking cause I, I, I kind of, I didn't have a set prediction coming into this episode where now I think like 45 minutes in. To be honest, I, I really still don't. Um, because again, it's just like for, you know, it's going back all the way to the Bucks series. And I, I know I picked the Bucks in seven. I'm kind of ashamed of it. Um, I, I Then the Celtics series, I picked the Heat, I know. Um, but at the same time, it's always, you know, head over heart, not heart over head. Uh, meaning that uh, don't pick, you know, not picking with emotion, just picking with pure basketball analysis. Um, I'm going to go with Heat in seven. <laughs> I don't know why. I just have to. Uh, it, it's a feeling I have. Um, I think this series definitely does go six or seven. Uh, like you said, if the Heat win, it's going to it's gonna have to be in seven. If this, If it goes anything less than seven, the Lakers are winning this. I just don't, you know. Also, the Heat, first round, they won in four. Second round, they won in five. Third round, they won in six. Finals this round, who knows? Maybe they won in seven. Uh, just a trend, I don't know. Um, but you you made a lot of great points. Um, I, I just think that the media, the narrative will be, well, it doesn't really, you know, they were in a bubble, there was no home court. You know, it doesn't really count, forget it. And, and all the LeBron fans or LeBron fanatics out there, I think, will say the same thing. Uh, but if they win, it will be, hey, this was the greatest thing that could have ever happened. This just proves LeBron is the greatest of all time, which I, I think we're going to have that discussion, too. I don't know. Maybe you want to have it now. I, I don't know about, you know, if he wins. Um, well, we can we can save that for, for after yeah, the finals, I think. Yeah, um, if he wins, because I already saw discussions happening. If he wins, is he the greatest of all time? I still don't think so. Um, but that's my opinion, and we'll get into that. That'll yeah, I wanted to bring up. For, Let's bring up one more thing because I don't know if you have anything else to add in terms of this episode. Yeah, no, um, go, go yeah, I'll I'll add something here. I I guess I'll pose the question to you. What do you think about? Um, because there's a lot of uh, in terms of LeBron in Miami. Uh, this is the storyline in terms of him uh, facing his former team. You also have Dion Waiters on the Lakers, who uh, mm -hmm. was just on the Heat this this past season, and uh, yeah. 
had the whole uh, scenario happen um, that we won't yeah, get into. Up, yeah, a bunch of, yeah. Right. Um, so let's get into this, though. What do you think about, because another big connection is Pat Riley and LeBron. Um, and Pat Riley also has connections and ties to the Lakers from his his coaching days. But um, is there any? What do you think about that relationship going into this? Because when LeBron left Miami, um, oh, well, I, yeah, like, like I some, said, yeah, no, no, like I said earlier, you don't think uh, 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 Eric Spolstra, you don't think Pat Riley, you don't think Mickey Harrison. Uh, the Heat front office, which has been, the, you know, the players, none of these players except for Udonis Haslam were there when LeBron was here. Um, they don't really have any ties to anything, uh, Heat and LeBron. But you, you don't think that Pat Riley and Eric Spolster are talking and, and, and that they want this, that they want to stick it to LeBron, especially the way um, LeBron left Miami and just not giving the Heat the time of day. And supposedly in their meeting, you know, uh, I'm guessing people know this. If not, you know, they met in Las Vegas. Pat Riley and his team went out there, you know, in the heat. And they tried to, I don't know why they even had to present for LeBron to come back to the heat. Um, but they did. And, and he LeBron was just disinterested. Yeah, he, yeah he, he was just watching TV. And they even asked him to turn off the TV. He basically, you know, blew them off and they left. And immediately they knew. Uh, not This also is after, it's funny, I was actually just watching and, Another thing I, I sent in the, the group chat last night mm-hmm. that me and you were in with others, uh, Pat Riley's press conference after the 2014 season, um, which I wanted to bring up and think you reminded me in an indirect way, is he, he had this press conference. And if you haven't watched it, search, just search up Pat Riley 2014 press conference. It's, it's about 30 minutes long, just a, a riveting press conference. And, and he starts the press conference with, you want to trend something, I'm pissed. And this was just after, you know, their fourth finals appearance, you know, the big three and, um, and LeBron, uh, you know, D Wade, LeBron, Bosch all had their opt outs, you know, people thought, Hey, you know, they're probably going to opt out, but resign. And, and Pat Riley came in and I think he, he already had a notion um, after they had their meetings after the season that this might be the end, but he came in there and basically said, Hey, you look at all the great dynasties that have happened. You look at the Lakers in the eighties, magic, Kareem worthy. Um, they didn't run. You know, they, they they played a long time with each other. They lost a lot, too, in the finals. Uh, you look at Bird, Mikhail, Parrish with the Celtics also in the 80s. They lost a lot. You look at uh, uh, Jordan, um, Pippen, and then you had Horace Grant at the first three-peat, Dennis Rodman the second three-peat. You know, even though they didn't lose in the finals, they did lose, um, at least in the 80s. Maybe not with Rodman they didn't lose, uh, but in the 80s they, they lost before they got to a finals appearance against, you know, the bad boy Pistons and stuff. They didn't run from that. And I think that that's something that's still sour with Pat Riley, even if you want to admit it now, that, hey, LeBron kind of just does it. And, and it, it's a fact, though. You look at LeBron, um, the first time he was able to leave Cleveland, he left. Uh, first time he was able to opt out in Miami and leave because he had just lost, he left. Uh, Cleveland, He the second time in Cleveland, he did his job. It was kind of, I, I don't even get how you go back to that situation after what they, they did when he left the first time. Um, but, but it's a pattern. And he was basically just calling him out saying, hey, the greatest don't just leave when they're able to. They stick around and, and fight through the storm and, let, and weather the storm. Um, and Pat Riley was very willing to uh, restructure that, that team because you had Wade who, who looked at the tail end of his career, even though he kind of re-blossomed um, in the next few years. And then obviously, uh, you know, went down and, and so on. Chris Bosh, who, who would have known that he would have had a career-ending injury? with the blood clots, but, you know, that was basically the, um, the narrative in that press conference, just, Hey, big time teams don't run from where they, uh, from, from the challenges because you're going to lose. And I, I think there's still, a, like I said, and I, I feel like I said it now 55 times, there's still a sour taste in the heat's mouth. I feel like, and they really, really want this as much as they won't admit it right now. There are. And, and I think a lot of heat fans myself, because me, I don't know about you, Jake. I, I Pat Riley has really instilled as much as you want to talk about a heat culture inside the team in me, just this culture that hey, you know, you need to stick with the team, uh, no matter good, bad, or indifferent, and, and stick it out and see how they play it out. You can't just dismantle a team after one season or, or two seasons because it doesn't work. You need to really see how uh, how it let it take time 
and and that stuck with me with LeBron, just him him leaving because he lost that finals, um, which they got the Heat got totally dismantled by the Spurs. And credit to the Spurs because they played a phenomenal series back in 2014. Um, I don't know. I know I kind of went to it kind of went together. It kind of went all off topic. It went all over the place. Um, you you tell me. I mean, you, you agree, yeah. disagree? Uh, I don't know if you ever w- even watched that. Have you ever even watched that press conference? Um, no, yeah, no, I, I suggest. I suggest you. I I remember watching it um, back then live. I remember on ESPN. Uh, that's when the Heat got a lot of media national media coverage um, compared to now, obviously because they had LeBron. And it was at that time, because I remember Pat Riley saying as well, because I, I just rewatched it actually yesterday after the Heat won, you know, just, I don't know why I need motivation, but just some more motivation. And, and um, he said, you know, a reporter said, who is this message for? He says, well, it's for the media and it's also for the Heat players. And the reporter said, have you told them this before? That He goes, no, they'll hear it in about five minutes when you guys put this out on social media. Um, and obviously social media wasn't as big as it is now, uh, six, seven years ago, but it's something that has always stuck with me and just um i th- i think this st- series has so many storylines um obviously the main one and, and i love how our special kind of shot it down because you have the lebron heat storyline you have so many storylines here um you mentioned the kobe storyline for the lakers and can they win one for kobe uh for the heat you have all the underdogs jimmy butler no one thought he could lead a team to a championship well he, he's doing it as we speak this is going to be so fascinating. Um, I'm so excited for this. Uh, like I said, though, it's I'm not just going to be happy that the Heat are here. I want the Heat to win it <laughs> um, as a Heat fan. I know there's maybe some Heat fans out there that are just like, hey, we got this far. Good season. You know, we'll win one another year. No, the, to me, this is you, you're this far. You don't you just don't go to a championship just to uh, um, pat yourself on the back and say we got here. And I don't think this Heat team is doing that because they have a whole bunch of dogs. Um, and, and yeah, I mean. Yeah, I, I do. Th- yeah, I, I do think that there's a lot of storylines that are uh, that are uh, riding out there, and and there's it's it makes a lot of sense. Again, it's not something that you think of at the beginning of the season, but now is it's um, especially leading up to it too. I never really thought about all the different storylines, and you just get reminded of the Power Riley LeBron storyline, the Kobe storyline, the there's just so many. I mean, we could point to the Dion storyline, whatever, wherever you want to go um, with this, you know, it's, there's free reign. That's another thing. Let me ask you real quick, because technically Dion Waiters is, he's officially an NBA champion, Uh no matter what happens. Yeah, that's uh, true. He did play for the Heat. Mm -hmm. Do you think if, hypothetically, my prediction goes right and the Heat win this series, do you think he gets a, a, a ring from the Miami Heat with how sour things ended? Um, or is it more of a, hey, you know, we're not giving you a ring, and he goes, hey, I don't really want it anyway, and, and that's how it goes. Or does, do, you know, does he get a ring to – because technically, you know, in years past, you know, even if you've played for that team, even if it's for 10 days a day, you, you get a ring. So what do you think? Um, it's a great question. Uh, I think that it, it all – again, if he, whether he wants to – I think the – I don't know. I think that – the Heat might offer it, but I don't think he'll be willing to. to well, no, I, I think I, I think he'll take it. I think well, actually, it's, since it's Dion, maybe yeah. I think I don't know if the Heat will offer it because I think also it's a team decision. Hey, you know this guy, you know, went was in the trenches with us for you know no, no matter if it was twenty four hours or you know even though he I mean he does played, he does um, have good relationships with the with the teammates though I think yeah so I mean you that, also that have might Justin, sway. yeah. You have Justice Winslow, J- James Johnson, too. I think if they give it to both of those guys, you have kind of have to give it to Dion. Right. Um, it, it, it's it's so, many story line, yeah, yeah. so many storylines. Yeah, so many storylines. We'll be here for all of them. Uh, I know I've been thinking about maybe doing, you know, not two episodes a week, but almost kind of like two episodes a week. Uh, I'm telling you now, guys, that uh, next Saturday we're going to go back to our normal schedule. Um of releasing an episode. I know we kind of do this Monday, Tuesday uh, release, but you know, that way we'll be at right after game two of the series, right before game three, mm-hmm. uh, break it down. And maybe who knows, maybe not this week, next week, uh, in the middle of the week, we drop an episode. Who, who knows? I mean, depending how busy Jake and I are, uh, we might 
throw in a quick little episode just breaking down, you know, game three and four. I, I don't know. Um, this is just so exciting for Jake and I as fans. But also, I would be this excited uh, uh, regardless because it's an NBA Finals. It's not normal circumstances, but um, uh, we're making the best of it. And the basketball in the bubble has been great. Um, I, I don't think yeah. either of us can can disagree on that. And uh, any any last thoughts? No, I think that uh, it was a great podcast. Um, I, I don't think we gave uh, the Lakers too much attention for the right reasons. I feel like they, they deserve to be here. They were... They well, were... I, I think we gave them good attention. I, I think yeah. I think we I think we really broke down both sides of it. Um, I think yeah, you did a phenomenal the job of that uh, yeah. of doing that. I think uh, you know, listen, we like I said earlier, we're gonna feed the Heat because nationally the Heat don't get fed enough. Um, who knows? They're probably still talking about the Celtics and and listen, Deuce Tatum, Jason Tatum's son is is a, an adorable little kid, um, but but. After after seeing him fifty five times in a span of ten minutes, you you get tired of it when there's a basketball game going on. So they're they're probably still gonna show Deuce Tatum in the crowd even though he's not even there. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, they're, they're gonna still talk about they're gonna still talk about the Celtics somehow that the Celtics and Lakers are playing because I know the NBA wanted that, uh, and they're yeah. gonna talk about the Lakers twenty four seven. So um, this will be kind of Heat Central. I'm sorry guys if you're just not a Heat fan, but. Yeah. Gonna gonna be heat central for the next two weeks, or uh, two three podcasts, yeah. and uh, yeah. So, yep, they're gonna continue to talk about Gordon Hayward's fourth kid. Um, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. They're gonna keep uh, they're gonna keep uh, <laughs> saying all those different things, especially if it doesn't have anything to do with. They love the the they love to say the stories. Um, I swear, I hear. I mean, I love Duncan Robinson. I, I love his story, but they say it at least. Uh, like, they don't have anything. Like they say it like five times yeah, they, a game. Honestly, they they don't have anything to say about the Heat. They, all they do is talk about Duncan Robinson going from D three. But but shout out to Jeff Van Gundy because Jeff Van Gundy last night really stood up for the Heat, and he's kind of done it the whole uh, yeah uh, Eastern Conference Finals. And now Jeff Van Gundy and, and Mark Jackson and Mike Green, who who I personally do like all three of them. Uh, they they call the NBA Finals like every year, and Mark Jackson was last night saying, and and we'll wrap up the episode with this. Basically, you know saying oh yeah bam even if he's injured it's no excuse and then two minutes later he's talking about gordon hayward and how he's hobbled and stuff and jeff van gundy looked at him and said wait a second why are you making an excuse for him but not for bam so shout out to jeff van gundy for being a true one uh and and at least trying not you know trying not to show bias against the heat even though he might be biased towards the heat um but yeah besides that i you know pregame show with uh jalen and all of them I, I know they won't especially paul pierce paul pierce hates the heat with with a passion and we hate Paul Pierce. Uh, just for the record, I, I do hate Paul Pierce with a passion as well. Um, so, uh, and all to all the Celtics fans out there, you, you can never beat us in a conference final. So, with that, guys, Jake, where can they go find us on social media? Yeah, they, <laughs> sorry, my my my, cop, my my toxic heat fan had to come out at some point in the episode. It's kind of been there the whole episode, but I just I had to really let it out there. Um, right. And and forget that. Listen, I, the Celtics are in the rearview mirror now. I, I don't even care about the Celtics anymore. It's on to the Lakers. Yeah. So with that being, with all that being said, uh, you guys can check us out at underscore around the league <laughs> underscore on Instagram, and uh, check us out on all three stream three streaming platforms: uh, Apple Pods, Spotify, and the Anchor app. Um, if you guys haven't checked out our podcast, leave us a review. We appreciate all the feedback, all the support. Um, so check us out um, on every – again, Ryan said we're going to try to get back to the regular Saturday, Sunday upload um, day. I know we do it um, at the top of every – or on the Monday every week. Um, but we're going to try and get back to, to, the, um, to the regular schedule like we normally uh, used to do. So, uh, yeah, just check us out. Um, also on the Instagram, I'm probably going to post a finals – preview um prior to the game on wednesday i know it's at nine o'clock so i have some time to to think about what i'm going to do for that actually ryan do you want to go ahead and post that pat riley video because i haven't seen i'm sure people would like to see that maybe on the instagram yeah i'll i'll, I'll go ahead and, and post to clip it i mean i'll uh yeah i'll post that yeah. guys check it out also if, if you've gotten to this point in the episode and you haven't gotten obviously if you've gotten you're either a heat fan or you really love this podcast because i mean we just I don't know how you could have gotten through uh, 
hour of this episode. So shout out to you guys. Um, if you have gotten through all of this episode, uh, DM us on Instagram or comment on one of our posts. Uh, comment heat. Just comment heat. Uh, we're going to keep going with the heat theme. And besides uh, uh, that, guys, Jake, another great uh, podcast, uh, episode 44 in the books. We did it again. Peace out. Peace.